and um, welcome to uh, our second segment of uh, our morning devotion. Thank you, Brother Di, for bringing your supply this morning. Uh, this morning, I'm going to be looking at the scripture, uh, a familiar scripture, indeed. I've um, titled this exhortation, Let Go and Move On. Let's go and move on. Let's go and move on. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 15, an event occurred there. Uh, before first Samuel, um, the Amalekites had uh, refused the Israelites a passage through their land while they were returning from Egypt on their way to freedom. <clears throat> and um, like you know, that had already uh, uh, signified that they are not in support or the we're not interested in helping the Israelites. However, the Israelites got to their promised land and it was now time for them to pay back or to attack the Amalekites because they didn't cooperate with them while they were coming uh, to the land of freedom. So in 1 Samuel chapter 15, an instruction was given to Saul, their king, that they should go forth and wipe away the Amalekites uh, from the face of the earth. It was a clear instruction Samuel gave to him, telling him that this instruction is from the Lord. They were to wipe away everything that had to do with the Amalekites. He said, attack them and completely destroy them and all that belongs to them. Their donkeys, their men, their women, their children, their camel, their sheep, whatever belongs to them. Wow. And so Saul set out with his men and went to war to destroy the Amalekites. And he got there carrying out the execution, had the upper hand, winning the war, destroying as he was commanded. And at a point, he de decided to spare the king and bring the king home. He didn't only spare the king, he also spared some choices animal. And then I want to wonder why he did that. What was his reason? How come when he got to those things that looked so good, that looked healthy, that looked beautiful, he couldn't go through with the command that he was given? I have, I spared them and they brought them home. Everything that was valuable, they brought home after war. And so Samuel went straight to Saul. And when he got there, he says, Saul, when Saul saw him, Saul said to him, may the Lord bless you. I have done what he directed me to do. But Samuel said, then why do I hear the buying of sheep or the mooing of cattle? Definitely you did not do what you were sent to do. You did not carry out your task to the letter. 
And after some discussion, this event led to Samuel proclaiming to Saul in verse 23 of 1 Samuel 15. He said, refusing to obey the Lord is as sinful as using evil magic. Being proud is as evil as worshiping statues of gods. He said, you have refused to do what the Lord told you to do. So he has refused to have you as king over Israel. So this singular act of Saul and his men brought an end to the reign of Saul on Israel, brought an end to God recognizing Saul as the king over his people. Even though Saul felt uh, uh, said to Samuel that he was afraid that those things were meant for the warriors, he was afraid of them. That did not change the matter. It was decided, it was clear that at this point, with the proclamation from Samuel, an end has come to the reign of Saul over Israel. Before I go ahead, I want us to also look at the scripture in Ecclesiastes. In chapter three of Ecclesiastes from verse one, it says there's a time for everything. There's a time for everything that is done on earth. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. There's a time to plant and there's a time to pull up what is planted. That means there's a time to harvest. It says there's a time to heal, to kill, and there's a time to heal. It says there's a time to tear down and there's a time to build. For Saul, it was a time for his reign, for his recognition as the king of Israel to cease, to end because of what he did. But here the preacher says that there is a time for everything. And he compared two timings together, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to pull down and a time to build. But these two timing that he compares together are mutually exclusive. They cannot happen at the same time. For one to happen, one must have happened. For a time to die to happen, there must be a time to born. If one is not born, one cannot die. So there are two timings. And those two timings cannot happen at the same time. If you give birth now and the person, the, the child dies, you find out that there is a timing between the birth time and the death time. If you say was giving birth to as a stillborn, there was a timing that child was alive in the stomach. You cannot plant now and harvest immediately. 
there is always a time. So if you look at it, you find that that one time give rise to the other. One time is followed by the other. So if that is how it is, then that means technically that there is no end to anything. The end of a thing actually signifies the beginning of another. The end of a thing actually opens door for another. So when it was time and it has been declared that this is the end of Saul's reign on Israel, that means a new chapter is expected to open. If you go back to 1 Samuel chapter 16, you find out that at that point, the Bible says that Samuel was mourning over Saul. Why was he mourning? He did not understand that this is a principle of life. That when you sow a seed, like you see in John chapter 12, verse 24, he said, until a seed falls down to the ground and dies, it cannot produce. It died. It ended. There was a stop to the existence of that seed. But it signified a new beginning. It signified a growth. It signified a burden of a new plant. It signified a, a, a new life starting. So by principle, there is actually no end. Every end opens door for opportunity for a new beginning. So when the plant falls to the ground, when you sow a corn, it decays, it dies, and it brings forth life. Every end is an opportunity for a new beginning. So let's go of that end and move on. Let's go of that end and move on. It's a new beginning. But a lot of times we have challenges like Samuel did. In Samuel chapter 16, verse 1, it says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you be filled with sorrow because of Saul? How long will you mourn over Saul? A lot of times when an end comes, like a loss of job, like a loss of a loved one, we come there like Samuel. We begin to mourn over disappointments. We begin to mourn over betrayals. We allow our emotions to take the better part of us. And we sit. We become complacent. We sit at that point. We ruminate over it. We just decide to, to, to want to feel the pain the more. Yeah, what happened was terrible. But every end <clears throat> opens up the opportunity, the door for a new beginning. A loss of a father, a loss of a son, 
Because when this end comes, most times or almost all of the times, there is nothing you can do about them. He said, woe unto him that is at ease at Zion, that is complacent at a particular point, that is romancing a particular situation that had come to an end, <clears throat> that is romancing a situation that you cannot change. We see people lose their job and they sit with that and they cry over that and then they are broken down and then they cannot move ahead. We see people lose their loved ones. We see people lose those that are, 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 are important in their life and they sit with that and they think about that. God came forth and said to Samuel, why are you still mourning? I'm saying to you this morning, why are you still mourning over that spilled milk? Why are you still mourning over that lost pregnancy? Why are you still mourning over that loss of job? Why are you still mourning over that betrayal that happened in your office? Why are you still mourning over that loss that you made in that business? If only, if only, if only. This morning, I'm saying that the end of a thing opens up another opportunity, opens up room for a new beginning. But a lot of times, like Samuel, we want to sit down and come there. We want to sit down and worry over things that we cannot change. We want to sit down and worry over things that have come to an end. The Bible says that God approached Samuel. He says, the Lord said to him, how long will you mourn over this situation? How long will you mourn over this thing that I've come to an end? And a lot of times we do that because we don't know our mentality, our our. our our ideas, they are skewed to believe that when something comes to an end, that is the end. No. The Bible says that God said to him, get up and let's start all over again. Get up and let's go to the new thing. He says, I have refused him. Yes, I have. Fill your animal horn with oil and go on your way. I am sending you to do what? To start a new life, to enter the next thing. Let's move on to the face because when something ends, around that thing, it's a new beginning. Around that thing is possibilities. But because we don't see possibilities, we sit down and we mourn because our mindset is focused on the end, rather than the fact that when there is an end, there is a new beginning. There is a new beginning. There is a new beginning. So we need to know and to understand that at every point in time, when you experience an end in any situation, be rest assured that there is a new beginning somewhere hanging around. So you need to open your eyes. You need to take a step. Don't stay on that for too long. Don't stay on that for too long. That is the principle of life. 
Have you wondered why the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth? And then there was darkness. Then there was chaos. And then we are told that before this creation, there was a creation that brought about this, that brought about the confusion and the chaos. But God did not sit on that chaos. He did not sit on that chaos. He moved on and created another world. As children of God, that is what we are expected to do. We need to move. You need to move. You need to let go. You need to stop holding on to that end, holding on to that lust, holding on to that betrayal, holding on to that which had gone and start something new with your life and begin to move forward. The Bible says that God said to him, feel your own, let's go. Let's go and start again. Let's go and start all over. Let's take advantage of the new opportunity that we have before us. Let's do something. We cannot sit down here. Remember the children of Israel. After they had come all the way to Egypt, they came and they camped around the promised land. They did not move in. They camped around the promised land. And God came to them and said to them, you have tarried too long on this mountain. It is time to move. I'm saying to you this morning, you have tarried too long. You have tarried too long. You have tarried too long. God came to them and said, you have stayed long enough. God did not come to them and blame the people that did not st that stopped them or the river that was serving as a stumbling block. So it is not about the person that betrayed you. It is not about the loss of your job. It is not about the situation you have found yourself now. But the truth is this. You need a mind renewal. You need a mind change. You need to make a move. He said you. It's all about you. It's all about the decision you decide to take. It's all about the decision you, you, you make at this moment. It's all about the step of faith that you need to take at this moment. It is not about what is happening to you. It is all about you. If only you will believe, if only you will trust. Because at times like this, one of the situations we find ourselves is we allow our spirit to be dampened and be clouded and we find it difficult to hear the Lord. God spoke to Samuel, he heard. He spoke to the children of Israel, they, they, they heard at the move. What is God speaking to you? Are you sure God is not speaking to you at this point in that situation? Are you sure God is not saying, let's move on, my beloved. Leave it behind. Let go of the past. And let's strive. Let's strive. Let's go to the next phase of your life. Yes, it might not be easy. It might not sound possible. But you know that with God, everything is possible. You know that you have his need. You, you have his help. You have his resources. You have all that you need put in place to make you a success as you take that move. I want to encourage you this morning that you have camped a long 
too long at that point. You have camped too long on that situation. You have become complacent. You have become at peace with that situation. It is time. It is time to let go and move on. It is time to let go and move on. It is all about you. See possibilities. Connect with God's purpose for you. Connect with God's purpose for you. He says he will lead us in the way that we should go. You might say to yourself that you don't know what to do. You don't know how to do. You don't know where to do. You don't understand what next. <laughs> In Isaiah chapter 42. In verse 16, it says, I will lead you along paths that had not known before. The path that you did not know. The path that seems confusing. The path that you are looking at and it's not clear to you. Just making the leader. It says, in that path that is unfamiliar, in that terrain that you don't understand, you don't understand how to get out of the situation, you don't understand how to let go, it's weighing you down, just depend on him. You don't, you don't understand what next, just take a step of faith this morning and say to yourself that I'm letting go and I'm moving on, trusting God to lead me into the next thing, into the next space, into the next new thing. Have you wondered why uh, uh, even death is not the end of a thing? It's just a transition. You die, and what happens? Your spirit continues to exist. You put off this flesh, and then you put on another form of flesh. And then the eggs, it says it will pass away, but there is a new Jerusalem. So that is the principle. For every end, there is a new beginning hanging around. If only you will see. For every end, you can start something new. That is how the system runs. If you think about yourself today, we can trace you to generations upon generations before now. There was a time you never ceased to, you ceased to exist. You, are, you were never in existence. But there is a process that led to you, a process that led to a man and a woman getting involved, deciding, a man and a woman fulfilling the condition to bring to birth a life. And then you came on board. There was also a, a, that similar process that happened before those men and the woman. And if you count it back, you can count it back and count it back up, up to the day of Adam. So also you can see the principle in creation. When God created the plants, he put seed inside them to reproduce. So that when one ends, another begins. So nothing actually comes to an end. You just need to figure out the next thing to do. So please don't stay in that position for too long. It is time to let go. 
it is time to let go and move on to the next good thing, to the next beautiful thing, to the next phase that God has in plan for you. Connect with his purpose. See possibilities. Listen to God. Change your mindset. Even if you don't understand what next, give it all to him in the place of prayer. He says, I will lead you in that unfamiliar path. Once God is leading you, he knows everything. He will lead you aright. So trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Let's go and move on. The Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will uphold you. The Lord will help you. You will hear his voice clearly. He will give you clear instruction as to what to do. He will give you grace and strength. Not to hold on to the past, but to let go of the past. To forget the past and move on to the new and start a new life. You don't know what next? Speak what you want. There, are, there is power in your tongue. Declare what you want. Create what you want. You are an offshoot of a God that creates. You have the ability. Create what you want. And the Lord will help us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. Thank you for strengthening our hearts. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you because we see men moving away for the, from the place of complacency. Those that have held on or that have been held back by their experiences. We trust you that they are released this morning. Your power has gone forth and broken that hold and they are set free in the name of Jesus. Men begin to see possibility and they begin to move in the direction which you want them to go in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a 